0: What the hell is the name of this thing? It's Wayne's World. The award-winning Evan Grant. I can't even count anymore on my finger. Kevin Sherrington. Kevin Sherrington, ground number one. Mary Horn. He tried to get me in mid-shoe. Hey, hello, everybody, and welcome into the special stadium edition of Ballsy, in which I expect we probably will. Piss off just about every municipality and politician from here to Fort Worth, but I am Evan Grant from the Dallas Morning News, joined by Kevin... Sherrington. Sherrington. <laughs> you, <laughs> you forgot you. his last name. You did. And, uh, on purpose. Blimp Boy. I'm, I'm Barry Horn,
1: and at Blimpies, I ate at Blimpies on the way in. It's you, a sub place. I know oh what Blimpies gosh. is.
0: You were in a Blimp this weekend. I was up in a Blimp with the great Smiley Pool. And you consider this to be like some big, daring adventure. Have you ever been up in a blimp? Do you know no, how I've dangerous hot, it is? I've been in a hot air balloon. Who needs who needs engines?
1: <laughs> Can we
0: continue? You are a hot air balloon. <laughs> yeah. All right, and we are joined today.
1: It was called the Evan 2, with a big sign on the side, the Evan 2 with the blimp.
0: Because I'm Evan 1. Yeah. Uh, we are joined today by uh, architectural critic from the Dallas Morning News and soon-to-be Harvard Loeb fellow, Mark Lamster. An expert on, uh, well, we're going to make you an expert on stadiums. Okay. Are you? I think I've written
2: quite a lot about baseball parks, so I think I qualify. You
1: qualify. He's also the author of a former baseball blog.
0: He's, au- he's also the author of a book on baseball. That's correct. Mr. Spalding's Great Adventure, Global Adventure. Spalding's World Tour, but that's World okay. World Tour. Close. Close. Way to go. I got yeah. Spalding. I didn't call it Wilson. <laughs> All right, so okay. here's the deal. Kevin, what's your take on the Rangers' new stadium? In Try and keep it like a little bit shorter than your column that was full of hot air. Yeah. Uh, well, my point
3: was is that, okay, the, the Rangers are getting a roof over their heads after all these years, which is a good thing. Uh, we're, we're all in favor of that. Uh, unfortunately, it is still going to be in Arlington. Uh, and uh, I, I'm not sure – I, I think this is a, a, a two-pronged thing here that's the problem. First of all, dealing with the city of Dallas on any kind of issue like this is is a, really problematic. Uh, we saw all the issues that went into the American Airlines Center and all the resistance there from from City Hall, and now look at that area and look what's happened. Uh, well, that was a toxic waste site, uh, and now you
0: just kind of skipped over the whole Cowboys Stadium.
3: Oh, <laughs> well, I'm just going to get to that. I'm getting oh, there. And that, was, that was the first thing. And then, and then you know, I never really thought the football stadium was going to go downtown. I know that uh, Jerry Jones says, oh, he, he talked about putting it in Fair Park. That was not going to happen. It's too big a footprint for that stadium. It wasn't going to happen. Jerry was just trying to say, hey, look, see, I, I tried. It didn't work. I moved on. And really, I don't have a problem with the football stadium being over there. That's eight games a year. It doesn't, really ma- it doesn't make a dent in anything from a, from a cultural standpoint. I would I
0: disagree think. on that based on the number of events that Jerry has we, brought in there. hey well, well, you well, did you
1: advance. invited a guest in here and we started off
0: with a filibuster let's get to our show well, okay. hey 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 I drive the traffic here you're just along to be a pretty face okay <laughs> and you're not pulling up that end of the bar exactly let's get to our guest all right so Mark here's the deal they are going to get a retractable roof and I think that everybody who goes to this ballpark on a regular basis believes that a retractable roof is a need in this market clearly Arlington The fact that this is not going to be connected to any kind of downtown project, how big a failure is that? I think it's an enormous failure. I mean, uh,
2: 81 games, you have to drive and more in the rare event that the Rangers go far in the playoffs. It's not Uh, so rare these days, but okay. Yes. Okay. But the, the point being that you're moving to a municipality that has virtually zero public transit. And... The absurdity of the Arlington mayor uh, speaking publicly the other day after this announcement that oh their city is so well connected uh, and talking about Uber and Lyft as if these are viable um, public transportation options Uh, it's really no those
0: are chauffeurs is what they are that's Uh, what Uber and Lyft basically are and and you only
1: you only need chauffeurs on Jewish New Year oh God
0: Barry it's
2: absurd to put uh you know a major league baseball stadium out in a suburban area. And let's face it, Arlington is a bedroom community, despite what Arlington believes. When they put, uh, last year when they made the playoffs and they put, you know, the skyline uh, on on the T-shirts, they put the Dallas skyline on the T-shirts. They don't call themselves the Arlington Rangers. They call themselves the Texas Rangers. Uh, they should be in Dallas. They should have moved to downtown Dallas. It's great that they have, uh, they're going to get a roof because God knows you can't. Uh, why anybody would want to sit out in hundred fifteen degree heat uh, during the day in the humidity and sit there drinking beer?
0: And this is it's one thing they me. haven't been in this stadium at this point in time. Their number of day games has been extremely limited, which has also impacted not just the ability to you know bring fans out and have a day after atmosphere. But it also creates some logistical problems for this team in that they have a number of night getaway games where they have to then fly to the next city, get there at 2, 3, 4 a.m., and that does have an impact on a team, particularly in today's day and age. The reciprocal fact is that other teams aren't willing to give the Rangers getaway names during the day now, and because of that, um. the Rangers end up coming back home a lot of times or going on to the next city and getting there at five or six o'clock in the morning. Well, so so that part is an issue too in today's day.
1: But let me ask you this hasn't the window effectively closed on a downtown Dallas stadium? Isn't a real estate price, are real estate prices now too high?
2: No, I don't think so. I mean, I think if
1: <laughs> you slap me right in the face.
2: Well, I, there's, I like to the slap you so right much. in the face. There's so much empty land in Dallas, right? I mean, that's one of the jokes about downtown Dallas, or the the ironies, I like to call them, about downtown Dallas, this paradoxical place where, you know, if you walk around downtown, uh, one of the problems with being a pedestrian here is every other uh, space is either an empty surface lot or a parking garage. And you go and you talk to the uh, real estate developers, and you ask them what the problem
0: with the city is, and they tell you, well, there's not enough parking. More. Uh, <laughs> My question on this is, I don't have a—you know, I think everybody takes this as an insult to Arlington, that it's Arlington. I don't have a problem with the stadium necessarily being in Arlington. I have a problem with the stadium not being connected to mass transit, and I have a problem with the stadium not being connected to a downtown, neither of which Arlington actually has. And that's where the issue is. It's not that it's got to be in downtown Dallas. I've got no problem with the stadium being between the two metropolitan areas, but— You've been in Arlington 45 years, and only now are we getting "quote unquote" any kind of development, and only because the Rangers are putting in 100 million of their own money to develop that area around the ballpark. How do you? How can you consider yourself a large market team if you are not connected to the life of a large market?
2: Well, you can't, and I think this, this, uh, this rangers live or what texas like what are they calling this development that texas, Tex- texas, texas live texas live yeah, the model is los angeles but the, the los angeles live uh model, we're talking about
0: the nokia live thing downtown la downtown
2: la which is around um the staples center that's right. really kind of the heart of, of of los angeles and i really am very skeptical about the the plausibility of this texas live you know it, I I strongly suspect that it is going to be dead at all times except when... The Rangers are Texas in action. Just did that. Well, that'd be a good selling. Well, point.
1: What, what were we pro- weren't we? weren't were there promises of developing the area around the ballpark as well? When they Tom Tom Hicks <laughs> wanted had, to do that, and all bellied up.
0: <laughs> what was that going to be called? Glory uh, Glory Park. Yeah, Glory Park. Like Glory Park. And that, is, which is right next to Jerry Jones's Glory Hole. Right. Oh.
3: Um, <coughs> so uh, so that's all been and that that was all bellied up. And I, I I came across an interesting statistic when we were talking about. Um, uh, moving downtown as opposed to staying in the suburb. Uh, Arthur Anderson did a, something for uh, when one of, the par- one of the cities was considering whether to build urban or to go uh, – actually, it was in Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. In Philadelphia. And they said they, they looked at three different parks. They looked at Baltimore, they looked at Cleveland, and they looked at Texas right. and what those three did. And they said that one of the things that they showed was that uh, out-of-stadium spending, uh, what happens to that when you build uh, a ballpark? And, of course, Cleveland and Baltimore were both downtown parks – and uh, Texas was not. And they said that out of stadium spending went up 75% in Baltimore. It went up 42% in Cleveland, which already had a lot of uh, a really good downtown scene. And, and in Arlington, it went up 14%. And he said, so what that tells you is that this is a single destination game. This is what you, you go to Arlington to go to a ball game, you don't go there to do anything else.
1: You, go, right, or, or, you get in your car, you go to Arlington, and you turn around and go home.
2: The mayor has, the Arlington mayor, that's what he's even advertising its proximity to highways. Right. You get in, you get out. Right. It's not about building community and Evan, I I agree with you it's not uh, the, they we're not here to you know condemn Arlington for Although being Although I would a, like to condemn Richard being, Greens comments for being a, for being a suburb That's but the, we also have to acknowledge that's what it is and it does not have those public transportation opportunities and it has throughout its its history it has uh, actively you know tried to avoid having them you know so uh i think that's the reality so if you want to be part of a downtown core uh you've got to move into one i also think you know i'm i don't know but i wonder what the you know the demographics of texas rangers fans are out there in in arlington and what would they be if you put it uh in a central location between you know North Dallas, South Dallas, and West Dallas where you have these you know, obviously the different backgrounds. Well, I actually had a,
3: a reader write me the other day after I wrote this column saying that, uh, well, I, I agree with you basically, but you have to look at the fan base. If you go to a game and look around at the people who are there, a lot of white faces, and uh, that this is uh, this is serving that demographic by being out there, but uh, by doing that, but I, but I would disagree with that. And plus, I think you, you obviously hurt yourself on walk up. No one, this you killed the, yourself on walk up
0: because just what you guys talked about ten minutes, five minutes ago. You get in your car and you go to Arlington. You have to make plans. If you're going to take the kids, They have to. you have to go home or they have to come to the office and then you have to leave a car and all that stuff. If you're downtown and you're connected to mass transit, it's a lot easier. Talk to players. You talk to players and you talk to players about playing in stadiums that are downtown. And... There's a better atmosphere downtown because people have come downtown. They've had a pop or two before they get into the ballpark. They're a little bit lubricated and loosened up and there's so more. So you're saying atmosphere. you need drunk fans, is that what you're saying? You Evan? do. You need to some extent well, you need buzzed fans in, in in some regard. You need you need fans who are going to have some atmo- who are going to create some atmosphere. I do think the roof will create some atmosphere in the in this regard. Fans will be comfortable, and they won't simply be gasping for air at the start of a- first pitch. Then- so those who are in the park will be, will be more invested, I think, in the game. Although you could
2: it- end up with the opposite factor, which is if you do it poorly, you end up with Tropicana Field, which is a deadening— disaster.
1: Which is place. not in the, really in the middle of anything, right?
0: No, right? no, I mean, it's surrounded by fish and old people, and that's not a good market. Let let me, let there's me, nothing
1: I, wrong with old people, but shouldn't we say, is, aren't the demographics, don't they show that most season ticket holders come from Dallas? No,
0: I, I think that they, the biggest ch- if you break it down into chunks, in, into counties, they will show that the the highest number of season ticket holders, I believe, go, are from are from Tarrant. Tarrant? Are from Tarrant? I think. Now, if you, if you break it down and you say the Dallas-North Tollway, Dallas and, and, and Collin, then all of a sudden you've got a, a whole different issue. And if you look at the population bases, Tarrant County is one. The last uh, census estimate that I looked at is about one-nine for Tarrant County. Dallas and Collin are about three-plus. And then you start folding in Rockwall and, and, and those kinds of areas – and you've 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 got you've got a bigger population base to draw from, and I think you do get more people now all of a sudden who are willing to take mass transit and do the uh, do many plans, and you you increase your season ticket. Well, well base. Now,
3: Tom Hicks told me once that the, the, the reason he said that the the. the bulk of their season ticket holders were Collin County and and Dallas North Hitches. Dallas. But he, and he's and one of the reasons why he built the Dr Pepper Ballpark was to service the baseball fans of that area up there. Hitches and, he, and, he, and he also said one last thing. He also said that if he had owned the team in the early 90s he said I would have gotten the stadium built in downtown Dallas.
0: Well, I and I applaud Tom for for saying and trying to do that, but at the same time we know what it's been like working with the city of Dallas on this. Oh, absolutely. So, There's no question about um, that. And, and, and let's we, I think from a municipal but and part, political of that, standpoint, part
2: of that is because these owners Demand you know Extortion funds from, from The city absolutely so and
1: get It and get it well they right. get it from Arlington but Especially
0: if, because if you take that from if you take The Rangers from Arlington then there's nothing left
2: Right but you know,
0: they've got They've got Cowboys Stadium and they've got They've got Six Flags but they yeah I mean that's 81 days plus some other events I'm But sorry,
2: let, no, my, the, my point is you know we put this all on on Dallas and how difficult it is to deal with Dallas it's like, well, yeah, the citizens rightly and the political, you know, at, uh, the political atmosphere here is rightly up, not super keen on giving out, doling out giant uh Uh, subsidy to billionaire ownership. So look at San Francisco. They built, you know, Pac Bell or whatever the heck it's called now. That's a fantastic stadium. That's a fantastic stadium. And you know what? It wasn't publicly funded. It was privately funded. So you know what? You want to come build downtown? Privately fund your stadium.
0: Yeah. And and obviously Pac Bell, I mean, AT&T, for me, is the the best stadium in, in the major leagues. In San Francisco. Uh, yeah, yeah. And, and it is downtown. It is accessed by public transport. It's a small footprint of a stadium. It's got a great view and a great atmosphere, and I think it's been key in helping to make the Giants a powerhouse fan- franchise.
2: I think, Look at what the value of that franchise is now. It's ex- it's enormous, worth much, much more than when it was uh, you know, at Candlestick, so you know I think you have to look at it that way, and it's not the only privately financed stadium out right. there. Um, so yeah, I think there are alternatives, and I think you know when you look at what the great recent stadiums are, um, I think they're they're all downtown.
0: But, but let's let's face facts: if you're if if you're the if you're Ray Davis and you're seventy-two or seventy-three years old, um, and you probably we'll sell this franchise before you before you pass on. It's not going to be a legacy franchise. And the city of Arlington comes to you and says, okay, we're going to give you a retractable roof. We're going to get you into that retractable roof three years early. It's going to increase the value of your franchise by about $500 million, and we're going to pick up about $500 million of the cost. How can you say no to that? No, I don't think there's any question about
3: that. You know, But, but here's the thing I, I, I wanted to ask, too. I want to ask two questions here before I forget. Uh, one, and which that be, happens we, a that, lot, that would be it like ha- five minutes from now. One, I want—I don't know if you saw the uh, kind of the uh, cursory drawings they had the other day of the stadium, Mark. I did. Uh, it, that looks like a mess to me. Yes, it will I, not I e- have a glass roof. I could, well, I could not even tell what it was. I, you, you, it, it just looked like a big jumbled up mess uh, of everything. With that, with
0: yeah, the hotel it looks like it was done it. with Crayola.
3: Yeah, it was. It was awful. I, I hope it looks nothing like that. But secondly, what if Mark Cuban
2: owned this team?
0: I think he, I think if Mark Cuban owned this team, go ahead, Mark.
2: I don't want to speak for what Mark Cuban would do, um, so I have no idea. Mark Cuban's always looking out for the best for Mark Cuban, well, um, and I, I, and and that's fine by Mark Cuban. But I, I you know, I don't think. I mean, one thing that's interesting is I don't think Major League Baseball is particularly interested in having Mark Cubans around. No, and that's pretty, it tells you a big, that that pretty tells you obvious. a big difference between the NBA and Major League Baseball and in, in the kind of ownership structures they have. And the way they operate as for the well, as Cuban for what would have to like. give up the team when he runs for president anyway. Well, yeah, when, he, right. you know, when
1: he's vice president of the United States, who will run the team, Donnie Nelson? Yeah. At least maybe no. they'll have a draft choice. No, he can run both of them. I don't, he can run the country and the team. I, the don't so. yeah. I don't think so. As for
2: what it looks like, um, I'm not sure who's, one of the interesting things about ballparks is that almost all of the recent ballparks since the nineties have been designed by the same firm. Uh, Populous out of uh, St. Louis. I think Populous has designed twenty-one or twenty-two ballparks at this point. Uh, it's, I guess they've kind of wrested it from HOK, right? They were HOK. They were basically. HOK. Okay. Um, so, uh, if you look at what they, why the all these parks are sort of similar, it's because they're all built by the same. Firm. In fact, the Yankees and the Mets, right, who would never do anything the same at all, had the same firm design their ballparks. Um, so I, I wonder who is actually going to end up building this. We have HKS in Dallas, which duh, they did AT and T Stadium. They they do a lot of sports facilities, but basically they all look the same because uh, these firms and, and baseball have figured out what. Uh, they want this experience to be, and it's changed dramatically over the years into a more luxurious um, mall of a, a mollification. And the exteriors are all these hokey um, retro, uh, with, you know, aesthetics, which I don't particularly care for. I don't understand why we can't have a, a cool modern ballpark.
0: All right. So then let's get to that, because we I ranked the, the six retractable roof stadiums um, in baseball. And for me, Safeco Field in Seattle is number one. I think partly for me because when that roof is open, uh, not even when the roof is open, when the roof is closed, because left field is, is exposed, you never feel completely enclosed in that ballpark. Um, and I ranked the contemporary retractable roof, the newest retractable roof, Marlins Park in downtown Miami, as the worst because I think it is an abomination and it's just very... Miami, which is basically a testament to—don't con- say it—to w- corrupt politics and corrupt construction. Okay, have you been in Miami International? I lived in Miami, Evan. That was uh, 48 years no, ago. No, it wasn't 48 years ago. What year was it? Barry? 38. 38. What year? I
1: lived in Miami and I traveled back there often. You just so don't do like. I. You don't. You just don't like the. You're.
0: You're. You know what you are. You're a
1: West Palm Beach kind of guy.
0: No, I'm a Lauderdale guy. What do you want to see in this stadium? Well, I love
2: SafeGo. I think SafeGo is a fantastic, fantastic park. Uh, I've been there several times and seen games there. Um, and the infrastructure of that park, what, what's fun, nice about it architecturally is that it's all exposed. So you can see these incredible girders, and they move on these tracks, and it's really neat. Uh, and then you have the trains uh, going by that you can see that are sort of a part of the the, the experience. I think some of the aesthetics exterior it's still got that sort of bricky, nostalgic kind of feel. But I think that kind of, uh, I, would, I would like to see that kind of, uh, you know, I, when you ask what I would like, the original ballparks um, that we loved the, the most, the Wrigley's and Fenway's, these were industrial buildings. They were thrown up very quickly and on the cheap. Actually, Wrigley and Fenway were both built by the same engineering company. They had also built um, Yankee Stadium, um, Osborne Engineering Company. And are they, they are they available to build uh, this park? I don't think they still exist. Oh, okay. Unfortunately, uh, they were rough and ready, and they were all about um, you know squeezing you in and getting you close to the action. And now uh, things have changed. I, I think because. Uh, you know, everybody can watch on their TV and you're more comfortable at home. You can see the game better. So the entire experience of what's happening at the ballpark has kind of changed. Um, But I'd like to go back a little bit to that original, like, I think we've lost, in turning the the ball game into a mall luxury experience, you know, we're losing a little bit of, like, what it means to be at the ball game. Ray Davis did say the other day, and I thought this was interesting, that they
3: they anticipate there would be fewer suites he said because one of the things they found that people were were renting the suites that are available just to get in the air conditioning they have
0: too many suites at this ballpark yeah with the two levels of suites and the most of those a number of those sit empty uh, yeah i think that was the whole point yeah Yeah, is that and there would also be a maximum how many seats are in the ballpark there are forty nine, and I think with standing room you can get to fifty, almost to fifty one. I think they said f- they're going to look at forty two to forty three on this. Forty two to forty five is what they said. Yeah, yeah.
3: Uh, maximum. So, uh, and which makes a better experience too, I think, with a, with just about
0: 45,000. Uh, yeah, and, and I, I think it also creates a little bit more. You know, with when the team is good, it also creates a little bit more idea of demand, which is sure. what the Rangers. I think that's want to key. Uh, you know,
2: one having a good team is the most important thing right. for having a successful stadium. You know, for a long time we heard that fans won't come out unless you have one of these nostalgic retro ballparks. But
0: the fact that is— That was a good novelty for a year or two, but not long-term. The fact is
2: fans come out if the team is good, and they stay home if the team is bad. Uh, Rogers, uh, the Rogers Park, whatever they call in Toronto— Rogers Center, Rogers yeah. Center is the most modern— Park, there is. Uh, It's an amazing uh, space, place, uh, but it is, there's nothing retro about it. And that's where all of the attendance records in baseball were set for a long time. Four million fans when they were, you know, when they were great in the 90s. People will come out to see a great team. And if your team stinks, you can have the neatest retro ballpark. And no one's going to show up. Just look at the Orioles a few years ago. Now they now they're doing better. Well look at, look at the
0: Astros. The Astros have a. I think the Astros have a lovely park. Mm-hmm. I, I think Minute Maid is 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 a fine park. I think it. And for me, I think it both does blend kind of the nostalgia that I like with with the modern aspect of of, of luxury and, and, and amenity. But and when they're not
2: good, nobody came out. And that's the model that you would have hoped for would have happened here, right? Because right? the Astrodome, out sort of in the suburbs. And when they decided to build a new park, they brought it right downtown. So, uh, you know, that's what could have happened here. That's what could have happened here. Uh, Or still can happen here, frankly. Uh, You're out in Arlington,
0: but why not bring it back downtown? Not until 2054 unless the, the Arlington residents vote it down. Which they they won't. But see, here's the thing. I I want to go back
3: to that Mark Cuban thing because Mark Cuban is, of course, this is all because he's having a war with with Perot, but uh, uh, over there, uh, that parking and what was sold and what has now got apartments on it. Um, But he's going to build a new basketball arena. Because this one, I think part of it is this war he's having, but part of it is is because he wants something uh, bigger, finer, nicer, fancier, whatever is going to be in downtown Dallas. He's willing to spend that money. When we talk about, there is, he is the only owner in this town who would spend, I mean, he spent, uh, I think, over $250 million dollars. Uh, when that uh, in that partnership with the city when the when the overruns came in he paid for the for the part of that he would have built it in downtown dallas he he understands that part And i don't i don't i'm not a huge mark cuban fan but he understands the part about this this ballpark needs to be downtown needs to have downtown views it needs to be sitting over here so there were there are plenty of places to put it you could have put it anywhere you want where
0: tell me Well, you could put it over there on on the south side of downtown. You you know, uh, I mean, there... I don't know. You could put it right where we're sitting right now. I wouldn't have a whole big problem with that. There's mass transit right there. You'd have to build a little bit of access and egress from the I don't think the footprint's big enough right right here. Between here and the the Reunion property? Oh, it's huge. Yeah. You could put it here, couldn't you? Absolutely. And what would it be like here? Where is um, here? Here is the Dallas Morning News I know, facility. but listeners don't, street, listeners don't right understand what
2: you say here. Ball. Okay, thank well, you. One of the things I think By would be region. great would be about having a park like that is that one of the sad things about – so many of these retro ballparks and Arlington is a good example is that you get th- this manufactured quirkiness, right? The idea of these nostalgic ballparks is it oh, will make it quirky because uh, they're modeling it on the traditional ballparks, the Ebbets Fields and the Fenway Parks and the Wrigley Fields that were actually jammed into tight urban spaces and they had to be, you know, jerry-rigged to their y- unique locations. This is um, the thing about Houston. And, and that's what gives them character. That's where the character lies. So yeah, put it in some place where it's a little weird and make something strange happen.
0: That's that's where charm happens. But don't create that. Like Houston, I think it's artificial. Houston's Houston's created that with the Crawford boxes, which really bring left field in with the garage door bullpens, which are you know just kind of they just kind of weird, and and Tal's Hill, which I guess is a monument. Is that a monument to old? Tal Smith. Tal Smith I, know it's a, I know it's a monument to Tal Smith, but it, uh, Colts Park, did they not have the hill? Colts Stadium? No, they did not. They did not, okay. It was just in a parking lot. Okay, okay. There was no monument to Colts Stadiums. No, the, so the hill was not in play in no. Colt Stadium. Okay, no. it's just stupid. There was one at, at the University of Texas at one time. It, 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 it's just let's just face facts. It's that's just stupid. stupid. But then the, the Crawford boxes—that's
3: because the, there's a street out there. Well, there is that's a street out there. That's why that's short. There. So that's not that's not. But
0: manic- they didn't have to. The, well, those but that's, boxes, that's like
1: how Fen- why Fenway was built like Fenway sure. and, and Yankee Stadium was. Cause those Crawford boxes of, are there's yeah.
0: 250 seats there. That's that's all they, they they didn't have to put the fence right there. They could have not put those two hundred and fifty seats or whatever in the boxes and just not put seats. They're not them. gonna put a fence up there with no seats behind it. That's what even at
3: Wrigley Field now, they've put seats behind that out there too. So they're not they're not about to this is prime real estate out here. People hitting home runs into it.
0: Uh Arizona Did you fall asleep? I had I had a small stroke. <laughs> Do you have a moment? Uh Arizona, the same thing kind of exists with the way the the angles are all that's awful stadium yeah there's it's it's not an awful stadium it's pretty awful it's not awful it it the roof has no character and so when it closes it feels like you know it's just corrugated aluminum being rolled over your head and they created all these weird angles um with the dimensions so i don't think they need to do that but the back roof the, the back wall opens the glass opens you're in downtown that's not a bad feel when on those few nights when you do actually have. When it's not one hundred and twenty degrees. Exactly. Yeah. No. Yeah.
3: Well, I, I think that the the takeaway from all this is that uh, uh, well, I, well, I think we didn't even really talk about this part of it about uh, why Dallas didn't get involved in this, and and uh, uh, and I think that uh, first of all, Arlington cut Dallas out. Well, they we didn't they, have they, a they, chance. They boxed them out. They did, and and that, and I think, but I think that key is you had a seventy-two-year-old owner. If yes. you got a forty-five-year-old owner, would the same thing have
0: happened? Uh, it's possible it would not, but yeah, I mean, you're, you're you're talking about
1: there are not a lot of people who who are going to walk away from the deal that Ray Davis was on. No, you no,
0: no.
1: here's some money. I don't, I don't blame Ray Davis for that, but it's not looking
3: at the long-term interests of, of the of the franchise or for the fan base. What if,
0: what if they did this?
1: What if they built
3: the stadium? But that's the idea of what? public
0: stewardship, and that does not exist. What if,
1: what if they no. built the stadium in Dallas? Okay, and named it the ballpark in Arling- Arlington. Would Arlington be happy? They'd have their name on the ballpark. We waited all this time for you to throw that. <laughs> no, out No, because think about <laughs> that it. Is what sp- is our? No, it's not <laughs> Arlington. Arlington can sponsor the ballpark. They can put their name on the ballpark. It would be in Dallas, and everybody would be happy. Oh,
3: so
0: Arlington could could pay.
1: (laughs) But he'd be the sponsor of the ballpark. They're going to spend all the money on building the ballpark and get nothing out of it because everybody's going to stay in Dallas and Fort Worth, and it happened at the Super Bowl. This was a good podcast. I thought it was going to
2: be called the Lamster Park.
0: Oh, are you going to put
1: up the money?
2: Oh, yeah.
0: The Lamb. We'll call it the Lamb. There we go. uh, uh, Before we go, I do have to say this. The one thing that drove me crazy in the last week is for former Arlington Mayor Richard Green to what? come out and talk about how Dallas tried to steal the ballpark and how the Rangers belonged to us. Okay, if the Rangers belong to Arlington, then it's the Arlington metropolitan area that has to support that club. And because the Arlington Metropolitan has to support that club, it's going to be the smallest market team in the big leagues. Is that what he wants? Richard Gray's talking about the media, writing about this stuff. He's not
3: talking if he, he He's surely smart enough to know there's nobody in City Hall trying to steal this
0: team. It, 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 and even if... And Dallas would not be trying to quote-unquote steal the team. This is the Metroplex's team. It right. is not Arlington's team. Well, and this parochial attitude that continues to exist between this municipality and that municipality is the kind of thing that continues to make Dallas, in my mind, that, leave, that leaves the Metroplex just that much short of being an actual, complete and total world-class package area. Well,
2: I'll say this. I think if you want to look at the long-term financial viability, downtown is the place to be. You know, Dallas, The, the if you want to talk about
0: luxury suites, you know, wouldn't you want to be in Dallas? I mean, well, you're not attached to the business center if you're in Arlington, and you can much more go to the businesses in Dallas and get them to pony up because then it is an amenity for their employees, and th- it is th- an amenity for I their think, sponsors. I think
1: Mark made the best point of all earlier in the podcast when he said, "If the team wins, people will come. If the team wins, people will come. They'll get. They can put three million people in Arlington." If the team wins,
0: yeah, and you know what, they could put four million in Dallas. If well, the n- team not won.
1: when you have a forty-five thousand. Uh, the ballpark is a finite; has a finite number of seats. Okay, I think if you do the math on that, that, that works. It does. Yeah, yeah. Eighty times forty thousand is what three three point two million. Well, Did I think the you that point in is they
2: they're trying to make the stadium smaller now. Right. They, you know, I think that's one of the the learned stories of the, these new ballpark is that you you're making a smaller ballpark so you can charge a higher ticket price, right? Look at Yankee Stadium. Uh number of well, tickets went way d- way down. And they're you've got dynamic smaller.
0: pricing now, which is something you never yep. had before in which And you have all those seats around the field empty cuz they're charged too much. Yeah. I just want to see what the Rangers record for uh season attendance is. I think it was 3, barely over 3. Barely over 3.
3: Yeah. Well, That's
0: correct. In
1: a bigger ballpark
0: Three. They drew three, four in two thousand and twelve, okay. coming off the two thousand eleven World Series. Okay. Uh, I and, and I think if you were if you had a forty five thousand seat stadium in a downtown Dallas in that same situation, you could you could max out at at three seven five or something like that with a higher ticket if, price. With a higher if the price. team yeah.
1: wins. Okay.
0: Thank Thanks, you for Barry. that. For that no. genius. Well, okay.
1: I, so
3: our
0: takeaways today. Uh, Let's get Barry's takeaway of the ballpark in Arlington name. That's they, what he the, wants. That
1: was that'll Two make things. everybody happy.
0: Build the stadium in Dallas, but name it after Arlington, and, and people them. come to see winning clubs. Kevin, your <laughs> takeaway was,
3: <laughs> I, I like the my takeaway was the fact that it was an abomination what it looks. And I don't want to hold him down to that because uh, these are just you know preliminary right. plans and all that kind of stuff. But to trot that out there to me, I thought that was the worst thing that that came out of the whole de- whole deal.
0: My my takeaway is. Bravo to the city of Arlington for for their proactivity and and the way they acted. Thumbs down to the city of Arlington's officials and former officials for making this kind of a parochial argument. You did a great job of of keeping the club in in your town. You don't have to try and trash Dallas in in the process. Mark, you are the expert on the facilities, though. What's your takeaway? My takeaway
2: is that it should be in downtown Dallas, and it should have a roof, and it shouldn't look like it was— built in it shouldn't look like it was built in 2016 to try and look like it was built in 1913
0: all right i will take that very much and we will thank you for this and appreciate you uh taking time out of your busy schedules you get ready to go off to hava oh yes
2: i'll be hanging out in fenway
1: that's the uh, texas a&m of the northeast by the way
2: no it's no i'm sorry it's the smu of cambridge
0: <laughs> okay uh, Barry uh, okay alright hey Brian can you cue the music cause I just can't go on bye bye